Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are exploding in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keen. Michael, how is NFT LA over there? Uh, it's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty crazy. I was running around all day today doing all kinds of stuff. You know, it's it's, it's fun. It's been these 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 conferences are always so much fun. They oh, really yeah. are meeting all the different people. I was hanging out with uh, Crypto Novo today. Do you know him? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The park yeah. with like the yeah. He is really he's uh he's really going for it. What's the word? He's uh, a character. Yeah, he's uh he's I I'm missing the word, but he's like he's really into it. You know, he can uh he's going for it. He's he's in deep. I, I he's awesome. He's really cool. Everyone loves him, and he like runs around. He's got his mask on and his beanie hat. It's pretty funny. And he's like clown nose and everything. Yeah, his clown nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crypto <laughs> Novos. Crypto Novos really cool. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's all in. He's all into his uh, punk. Yeah, and yeah. I'm excited to hear about your whole experience on yeah. Sunday's recap episode. We definitely absolutely, talk about that, absolutely, as well as as well as Miami. But today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, we are here with Sarah Script, who I've actually known for maybe almost a year now. Just you know, you know, you get to know people in the NFT space online. Uh, my sister has hosted some ladies night Twitch streams that, that Sarah's been on. Uh, we've, we've shared the, some Twitter space stages together and, um, you know, I've seen a lot of your work. I think the first thing I saw of you, Sarah, was you doing your amazing calligraphy. Oh my God. Sarah's like the best calligraphy mm-hmm. artist ever. I'm just like so fascinated by those videos. But anyway, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been a big fan of the show since it started, I think, last spring or summer um, and been listening to it. So this is kind of wild to be on it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of you guys and like how it just it feels like you're listening to friends in the space who are kind of on the ground floor of everything happening. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be Uh, here. Thank you. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. And, And you're an amazing artist in the NFT space. Um, super excited to dive into that. Curious to hear your story on how you got into the NFT space. You know, maybe if you can even share a little bit on, you know, what you were doing before, um, you know, since you are such a great artist, I'm like, you have to have been like doing some pretty incredible stuff before. So I'm curious to hear about that as well as, you know, what was your first NFT that you ever bought? Yeah, sure. So, um, before NFTs, I was, teaching calligraphy online because like the, you know, COVID and everything had, um, made my job at this graphic, uh, sorry, at this stationery store as a graphic designer, my hours kept getting cut because there were no events happening. So I started teaching online and eventually transitioned to teaching calligraphy full time and also doing weddings and on-site events, um, as they came about. Um, so I was already kind of used to like selling a digital product, online. And then when I was introduced to NFTs, like, I think my 
rain broke open and it was like a rainbow coming out of my head and it was <laughs> the most magical thing ever. So this was in um, February of 2021. It was snowing in Arkansas and there was nowhere to go. So I hopped on Clubhouse. Um, and I think like, I don't think I'll ever forget the night where like all of the possibilities of NFTs and what the technology meant. I stayed up till like two or three in the morning in a clubhouse room listening to people talk about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this changes everything. And then I think, I think like Michael was in those clubhouse rooms too. And Jenny, you too, like just listening to people talk about this. And um, I think I actually minted and sold an NFT before I bought one, but it was around the same time. Mm -hmm. So I used um, mintable.app, um, which people don't really use anymore, uh, or a lot of people don't. Um, but at the time, it was like one of the only ways you could do it for $0. And so I just, I uploaded a, a digital mosaic that I had created. And um, in the middle of the night, it sold um, to a person who had been in the clubhouse room with me earlier that day, learning how to do NFTs. And uh I think then that next week I bought a music NFT from the person who taught me how to do it. So that was my first NFT that I ever bought was actually this music mm. NFT. And now everybody's tweeting about music NFTs. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool that yeah. you started in Clubhouse. I mean, I didn't really, I was never. I don't, yeah. Jennifer was never on Clubhouse. Oh, she wasn't. Life. But, but was just... no, that's good. But Michael was like very into the Clubhouse. Love Clubhouse. Love yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was free education, right? Like 24-7 yeah. about NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those those Aaron Haber rooms were great. All I know you were in those a lot. We we're in a lot of those together. Those are always really good. Um, yeah. Was, I, I love Clubhouse. I still go on there. I still have like a little niche group of friends that still hangs out over there. Yeah, I wonder yeah. If, if Web3 would have happened like it did without it or NFTs. I mean, Right, no, it was huge. I mean, even people like Farouk and we talked to John Knopf and he was on there. Like that's... The, what Twitter space is now is what Clubhouse was for sure for a long yeah, time. Totally. Yep. Totally. And now you're hosting a lot of space or you're in a lot of spaces, you're hosting spaces. How do you feel about like putting yourself out there and like, you know, just going for it and then being in spaces and like minting your art? I mean, I'm always curious because, you know, for me, like I get very nervous to do things, but then I'll do things anyway. And it's just like, you know, it's just like that thing before you you start doing things or you're just like, I don't know if I should do this. And like, you know, what if nobody cares? And then, you know, did, did you ever like kind of get nervous to start like minting your art and like selling it? Like, were you like, what if nobody buys it? Like, um, I think sharing my art has never been scary to me for some reason, but speaking is always so scary. So like, I'm very hesitant to get up on stages and raise my hand. I think I've hosted like, one or two rooms and they've been for my friends. Um, and they're usually like 10 people, but yeah, like sharing my art. I just, I'm not hesitant about, I think probably because I was on Instagram, you know, sharing my calligraphy for a long time and just kind of getting used to the majority of the world is good and positive. And there are going to be people who don't like your stuff, but that's, you know, everybody (laughs) that's the world we live in. So yeah, sharing my visual art, um, doesn't scare me as much as, as speaking. Yeah. That's awesome. How do you know, like what to price your art at? Like, especially when you're starting out, like how are you, how do you, how did you determine what you wanted to price your pieces at? Um, at first I was like taking into account the time that it took and what I wanted to 
kind of be paid uh, for. Um, so that's what I was doing for my um, digital mosaics because um, I was kind of on Bitsky.com for a while. I don't know that uh, a lot of a lot of folks use Bitsky right now, but um, uh, they might in the future. But um, it, I was on there because they accepted credit card payments, and I was a little bit scared of the blockchain technology for a while. Now I'm drunk the Kool Aid. I'm on the deep end. <laughs> I'm I'm with it, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, at the time I was just kind of like, okay, I spent, you know, 11 hours on this, you know, divide this number, you know, times this number by $20 an hour, let's, you know, and that was kind of how I priced my work. But then with my calligraphy videos, I have a calligraphy video collection on OpenSea called Calligraphy Love. And I priced that kind of based on my experience and like what it took to get to that point where you can film a video and like stick the landing, I guess, with the word that you're writing and stuff. And that took a long time to like learn how to film and, and also like learn how to do that style of calligraphy. And so I, I priced those pretty high. I priced them at 0.3, but I felt like that's what it was worth. And, and I found a collector who felt like those were worth it. Um, and eventually the collection sold out um, at around point. 0.3 and 0.35. There are 26 pieces in it. So yeah. And then I started minting one-on-ones on foundation and those are all auctions. So that's like, I don't really even know that's kind of price discovery based on what the collector wants to pay, I guess. Yeah. And we know like your number, I think your number one collector is like Franklin, who's like mm. the one that's always showing, you know, Franklin, uh, he's like pushing 41 apes. Like he's always like talking about how many apes he has <laughs> and he's pretty big holder, like top five, I guess. And uh, yeah, he has a ton of apes and he's always collecting your work. I'm always seeing like, you know, either you're tweeting out or he's tweeting out, like it just won this auction and it's like um, of your pieces. So that's, yeah. that's super cool, you know, to have like a regular collector, I guess, of your work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel super lucky, super lucky. Like, I feel like he put me on in a way and mm-hmm. I'm just like super, super grateful for him for sure. Yeah. And, and that was interesting too, how, how you said, you know, you priced your calligraphy based on all this experience you had because you had been, you know, a calligrapher and it's like, I mean, I obviously know how, how awesome it looks and everyone sees how cool it looks when you, you know, you write like the words and the calligraphy, but it's like, well, how much time did that take to learn and get to that skill level? Because you make it look so natural and it's like, Obviously, I couldn't do that. And, you know, mm-hmm. 99.9%. Speak for yourself. People. Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but it's like, and even getting it right on the first try or even like, well, maybe it took multiple takes. And it's like, you know, that's a lot of, um, that's a lot of pressure to also kind of get it right. Because you, cause you're, you were minting like these like videos of you writing, you know, whatever it is that it was. Maybe it was a message. You know, maybe it was a word. And then you were minting it. And then you were selling it as art, yeah. as these one yeah. at once. I mean, calligraphy is a lot like um, like ballet or like playing an instrument. You have to show up and practice every day, and you have to do those drills that nobody wants to do. I, I feel like drawing might be the same way, um, you know, like warming up your hand and stuff like this and sketching. But calligraphy is kind of rigorous. Like you, you have to like practice all of the um, – like warm up drills, like um, ovals and infinity loops, and like sit up straight, your shoulders in your back, and you're using whole arm movement, and like it's a whole thing. Um, and 
people who practice for like 30 minutes to an hour a day, um, like master pinman, maybe more. Um, and you know, I've been doing it for, I've been doing it since 2014. I've been taking it more seriously though, in terms of studying like traditional calligraphy since 2016. Um, so yeah, also like developing your eye is part of that as well. So like one of my favorite, um, quotes from Master Pinman, his name is Louis Madaraz. He says, uh, study as much as you practice, know what you want to execute. So like, I feel like there's equal parts of like pen to paper as there is like eyeballs to text, like just knowing what it, what you're looking at, you know? So there was, there was a lot in there, um, of study. So, wow, that's amazing. And, and then you, you kind of pivoted, you know, after the calligraphy and you're like, cause I remember on, on the ladies night Twitch stream, you're like, you know, I'm kind of done with the calligraphy or at least you, you were temporarily kind of done with, um, doing that calligraphy NFTs and you decided to kind of pivot, um, in a different direction. What can you tell us about like what, what that process was of kind of deciding that like, you didn't want to go down the route that you were already going and that you're already really good at. And, and now, like, I mean, obviously, you know, you're very artistic. So it's like, there's a lot of different things you can do. But, you know, just kind of deciding to switch things up and, you know, deciding that you no longer wanted to take this specific route of calligraphy, but to kind of expand into other um, NFT pieces. So calligraphy kind of served a purpose in my life for a while and that it helped me, like, channel my perfectionism in a healthy way. Um, and so I would like sit down and do calligraphy and that was like really good for me because it was like artistic and I could also like be a perfectionist in this one thing, but then it kind of felt like in the past few years, like I've been wanting to step away from it and do something different, but just felt like I couldn't because like there were just, you know, calligraphy made more sense, like work-wise, like, you know, you can always do weddings. You can always do on-site calligraphy. If you live in a big city, um, you can always teach, um, so it was kind of like this service-based art that like, while I loved for a time, I felt like I really wanted to break out and try something different, um, like portraits. Like I've always wanted to like paint portraits. Um, and I tried a little bit of that um, last summer. And yeah, it's kind of been like, thanks to the NFT space that I've had the privilege to be able to break out and try new art styles. Um, and I also recognize that I've been like, just extremely lucky to be able to mint those and and have them sell those illustrations that I've done so far. But yeah, I'm, I'm having so much fun. Like procreate is the best app on the planet. I'm sure you've <laughs> heard that from other artists, but it's just so much fun. And um, I'm so happy. I'm so happy illustrating and drawing and painting. And actually I haven't picked up my pin uh, probably since November you know, I might go back to it. It certainly informs what I do now. Um, you know, with maybe like, I do these little illustrations of like bedrooms or nooks or kitchens and like little book titles. Like it, it, it informs like the, you know, even though it's like kind of kid looking, it, it still informs that how I write, uh, the titles of those books, my story emporium collection, uh, <laughs> inspired some of those too. So yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying drawing. Yeah, I, I love your art. I love the things you've been making. You said like those bedroom scenes, they're almost like little snapshots because you have so many Easter eggs of like what's happening in the moment, the keywords people are using, the projects that are going on. 
it's really, really cool. The stuff you do somehow I told Jennifer this before, uh, somehow we became friends on uh, Facebook. So we like, uh, I see your art come across on Facebook. Did you even know that or no? You look surprised. You look surprised. I don't know how (laughs) we did, but like we we are somehow. Yeah, we are. It's kind Um, of archaic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I kind of wanted to break out and I was just sitting in my parents' living room and I started drawing their living room. And then I was like, because it was like that piece is non-fungible afternoon. Um, And it was kind of like wanting to draw what I felt like we were all experiencing in this weird third space of like social audio whatever um Mm -hmm. and so yeah so I wanted to like like I put Franklin Zape in that one because he let me um my cool cat at the time no longer a holder sad face Uh, Uh, (laughs) um don't get Jennifer started every time I suggest selling I get yelled at (laughs) (laughs) because all three of us have cool cats on the uh, podcast here I'm like, don't, you can't sell it. I'm like, all right, all right. It almost right. sold. It almost sold a month or two ago. And then I had to pull it down out of shame. Even though you would have sold, even though it's like <laughs> less now and you could have like bought that. I know. Cheaper. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't take my advice. Yeah. And um, uh, a- Andy says here, Sarah, he's a big fan of the Cozy Nook paintings. I don't know if you saw that uh, pop up. Our, uh, our producer, Andy. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing didn't, it too. Didn't you, when you you said you do the uh, the auctions? Wasn't there one recently, maybe a month or two ago, that went for like a really high amount? I'm trying to remember. I think I saw yeah, that one was um, so right after NFT NYC. I was actually sitting with um, John Knopf at lunch, and he mm-hmm. was ta- he was like Sarah, like you know, let me show um, uh, show Jamie his wife your illustration. So I showed her. Um, my bedroom illustrate like the non-fungible night is what I ended up calling it but the one in the bedroom um, like the oni on the wall and um, like John was like he was like you should mint those you should put them up for sale so like okay so I get home from NFT NYC and I minted one on foundation and immediately like there were bids on it um, and it finally sold to Franklin for 5e oh wow Um, awesome and that was absolutely insane yep Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. That's cool. Franklin's. That's awesome. I didn't realize he was your collector like that. Your main collector. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, cool. I did a snapshot of, uh, like not a snapshot. I went through all of my collections and I copy pasted all of the, uh, the, the addresses, um, for yep. an airdrop. And I'm like, Oh, Franklin, 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 Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> biggest, he's your biggest fan. He's your biggest yeah. fan. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah super lucky yeah Yeah, that was an interesting experience learning how to airdrop something and OpenSea now tells you when it's an airdrop which is amazing i don't know if you guys noticed that yeah i have seen that i have seen that when you look in your activity it says it was an airdrop for sure yeah what is the benefit of because i know you're on foundation you're on OpenSea. uh what's the benefit of of artists um minting you know their nfts and and kind of maybe putting them up on an auction on OpenSea or on foundation versus, you know, maybe just um, listing them on OpenSea. Like what are um, the differences between like foundation and OpenSea? And what, what have you found that you like better um, as an artist? Um, I've kind of been learning as I go. So OpenSea is, was good for me for like kind of having a separate place to keep my calligraphy videos. 
Um, but then foundation was like, like at first I was just separating them out based on the content. Um, so I was like, okay, open C calligraphy videos, foundation, you know, one of ones and, um, mostly illustrations. There are other, there's calligraphy videos on there too, but yeah, it was mostly just separating them out and kind of trying to figure out which was best. Um, OpenSea is going to be the best fee wise, right? Because they only take uh, 2.5%. Um, foundation was not the best fee wise for a while because mm. they took 15%, but now they're down oh, to 5%. Wow. Mm. So, hold on. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Down to five. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I know. I know. And they also kind of give you your own version of like a cookie cutter smart contract, which is uh, nice. Um, and I know that, or I heard today that they're integrating with Manifold soon. So you'll be mm. able to have your own Manifold contract with the storefront is foundation, which I think is probably the direction I'll go in just because you have a little bit more control. Um, you're not, you know, beholden to a platform. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've tried them all. Like <laughs> mm. <laughs> I tried, uh, origin story, which is origin protocols. Um, uh, storefront and that that was interesting it was definitely a learning curve but i'm glad that i did it um i'm glad that i took that step before i did something like manifold yeah that that was that was how people minted us the story emporium collection was through origin protocols storefront cool nice. you're very nice you said that was interesting it doesn't <laughs> sound like like the most positive ever the most well, positive review. No, I, I think there were a few hiccups um, on my end just because I didn't know that I had to go set up the OpenSea page, mm. you know, and all of that. And so I was like scrambling to set that up, but I should have known better. I should have. Yeah. I should have read the rules closer and had that <laughs> set up. <laughs> cool. Very nice. Um, I was just writing down a question here. I was curious about, so. You know, there's a lot of people looking to get into the NFT space. You know, maybe they want to be an artist. Maybe they want to launch their own collection. Um, and, you know, we've had some projects on here talking. I think it's awesome to be able to talk to an artist that, you know, does one of ones. And it's like, you know, you're not coming out with a whole 10K collection. And, you know, it's a little bit different. And 10, I think the collections, I think they're a lot easier for people to sell because it's like, oh, they're a little more liquid and everything. And I'm just curious. How do you get people to notice your NFTs? You know, a lot of people are trying to get into the space, being NFT artists. For people that are already maybe they're artists in real life and they want to start minting their work, you know, similar to you, what advice would you give them for, you know, how do they build an audience? How do they get people to know about their NFTs that they're minting? And, you know, how do they get people to buy their stuff? Like what, what, what advice would you give to those people? Um, I would first say join Twitter, spend cut Instagram out of your life for the most part. Mm -hmm. And unless it's just like posting your work there um, and just get on Twitter and start interacting with artists that you like in the space, compliment their work, um, ask them how they did what they did, you know, be interested, make friends and like retweet their work as well. Something that I found in the NFT space is like, there's less of a focus on like, you know, how many followers you have or how many likes you have or whatever. And just like more focus on like lifting up all artists, at least that's what I've found. And so I think just like starting to make a core group of, of friends in the space, especially artist friends who will help support you too. And sit and listen to spaces. I would say, I would say, listen to Twitter spaces for like a month or something. And then like, 
you know, and like hop on stage and ask questions, but like, don't immediately show your work. Cause I feel like the community is not going to vibe with that. <laughs> I yeah. feel like people really just like want to be your friend first, like know who you are, especially in this space. Cause we're like, we've been, this year has been hard. Like, I feel like we've been burned, <laughs> you know, like there've been a lot of rug pulls and um, like, we, we want to know like who you are, what you stand for, what your art is about. So spend a lot of time on Twitter, basically. <laughs> That, that's great advice when you say something not to gloss over is like when you get in those spaces, don't show up on stage and show your work. Be yourself. Be friendly. Compliment other people. They'll go see your links if they like yeah. you. You know, they'll go see your links and they'll find your work. Uh, just be yourself is way more valuable. Every now and then, if somebody's asking what you have going on, you know, you can talk about it. But it's just get in there and make friends. You are a thousand percent right if you're trying to get in the space. Yeah. Just hang out, whatever you're trying to do. If you're trying to be a coder, if you're trying to be a discord community manager, it's all the same advice. Get in there and make friends. Yeah. And collect oh. too. Yeah. Right. Like collect you- from other people, support. Even if you can't afford to collect, collect is great, but support, like you said, retweet, you know, yeah. tell other people this artist is awesome like that. Yeah, for sure. And also collect. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. advice. That's great advice. Yeah. I thought that was a good golden nugget where you said, there's two things that I thought was great. First of all, what Michael touched on, which is like making friends in the space, you know, getting people to kind of trust you and, and people will buy from people that they know. And, you know, you, you don't have to be the best. You just have to, people have to just like you, you know, just, just getting to know people and networking and, you know, people want to support other people. And then also you said like, be interested as well. And it's like, it, it reminds me of that quote where it's like, or it's like more important to be interested versus interesting. And I think that's so, you know, important and, and kind of overlooked as well, like being interested in what other people are doing and also asking questions because people are always kind of willing to help. Like, you know, if you if you message an artist and say, you know, I really admire your work, love what you've been doing. You know, I'm trying to start my own collection. I just had a question for you. Everyone's always trying to like show their thing, like buy this or um, can you shout me out or can you do these things for me? But you know, I feel like people don't ask enough questions. Like how about asking for advice or how about asking, you know, for, oh, maybe, well, what's their area of expertise and, you know, what can I learn from this person even? And um, I think people are, are much more willing to share their their information and their knowledge. And, and they're a little more willing to be open to that versus like, oh, by my art or like just kind of feeling like you're like shilling versus like you're genuinely curious, you know? Yeah, totally. That's like actually some old Gary V advice too is commenting <laughs> on tweets. I don't know if you guys are. At least this. you were the first person to mention them this episode. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. Nor- normally I'm the one that. Uh, well, that oh, good. Been, yeah, everyone, he, yeah. Yeah. He says that like, um, you know, when I was trying to promote my calligraphy classes, I would go to Twitter, search the word calligraphy. And then if people had questions, I would be like, Hey, I do this. And then I would like help them out, you know? So it's like, mm. yeah. Like if you're. That is, yep. I, yep. That I is Gary the advice. Yeah. yeah he said, right? he said he used to reply to any single comment about wine, like anywhere on Twitter, he'd be replying to. Yeah. That's, yeah. that is good advice. That's really good advice too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that uh side note that Jennifer is hosting a bunch of panels at VCon? Oh, Yes. Oh yes. Not surprised. Not surprised. No, no. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I am, I am yeah. excited for that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. 
the more just, speakers come out, the more I'm like, oh, I should maybe try to pick up one of those VCon NFTs mm. <laughs> on OpenSea because they well, they're like, like two ETH or something, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like two like, ETH. Yeah. What the heck? I didn't know they were gonna be going for that much. It's kind of crazy, but I guess people don't want to let let go of their ticket, right? That's what that's what that means, really. Yeah, I mean, there's a you know, it's yeah, it's basically a six thousand uh, dollar conference at this point. And there's going to be art to it that'll stay. They're not going to burn the NFT or anything. You're actually going to get a piece of art. And his quote is, OG uh, crypto people are going to be very happy, is what he says about the art. So we don't know who it is yet, but it's going to be OG something. OG crypto people? Oh, hmm, that's yeah. interesting. I know, right, right. That's what the ticket art's going to be. And he also just tweeted earlier today, he added two more monster names for VCon to be announced soon. A sneak peek. I am one of those, the two monster mm-hmm. names. <laughs> I'm over here like a monster. Mike was out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Monster names? Like, yeah. what do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Monster names? Nah, no, oh, like two big names. We're famous people. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, And then speaking of events, actually, Sarah, we met for the first time in person in New York. Was yep. it November? NFT NYC. Um, and I was just like walking on the street with my sister and I don't know, maybe some other people I kind of forget, but. I remember you were like sitting eating pizza yes. and then you like, you like, you just like get up and you're like, I don't know. You like said something. And then I was like, Oh my God, Sarah script. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah. yeah, that was so funny. And then we met again on the street, like in um, Austin, Texas for South mm. during South by Southwest. Yeah. I was like, I was with my boyfriend walking. He's like, he was like, he like tapped me. Like, he's like, is that Sarah script? And I was like, uh, and then you were like walking fast. I was like, oh my God, I have to yell it out. I was like, Sarah. Like, I was like, <laughs> Sarah. And then you turned around and then I was like, hey. But that was just funny. Um, yeah, meeting, networking, you know, super important. Meeting people in person is super cool. Like 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yeah, it's the best, especially because mm-hmm. we've been spending so much time together on social audio apps. Yeah. Like it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy too to see um, at the South by Southwest event, there was an ATX DAO party and it was like this huge room filled with all these people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's crazy to see this amount of people in a room. Cause like, that's like the same amount of people that are, you know, probably in like the nifty morning alpha, you know, rooms mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. It's, it's so nuts. Um I should I should know that people aren't cartoon characters, but <laughs> no, it is weird to think about. And then, yeah, oh, yeah. like a normal looking person, like you know, <laughs> I don't know. I always expect people to look like super nerdy and awkward and weird, and then it's like people looking all good and everything. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I thought everyone's supposed to be like nerdy, like people, like in their mom's basement. Like, what mm-hmm. is the situation? <laughs> like, everyone yeah. looks just like a normal human. Oh, okay, yeah, normal people just collect NFTs too. It's funny. Um, <laughs> Uh, has anybody like come up to you and, and recognize you like, hey, you're sharing the script. I follow you on Twitter. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, you're also not very like, um, you don't really post yourself like often. I know you posted singing videos. Like oh, that's, yeah. where I, that's where I saw you for the first time. I think you, you had these like, you made these like, and you're really good at singing, by the way. Like Sarah's like really good at singing, of course. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it was like, uh, you made like a whole poem like about like NFTs or something and you like sang it. It was like, it was really good. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was it the Little yeah. Mermaid theme song one or something? Yeah, the Little Mermaid was the first one I did. Um, oh yeah, okay. 
And then like, I've done several others, but I get really nervous and I delete them. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was actually writing one before we were, we, before this call tonight. Um, oh. I know I'm so cringe. I'm so cringe. Alphalique, Alphalique. She's going to be <laughs> tweeting out another one. Of- Is it a song from Encanto? No, I still need no. to see Encanto. Oh, I'm so I've seen it like 20 times. I'm so Cause behind. Because of my kids. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what that means because you haven't seen it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Same. I'm like, what? I don't even know what. English you don't know. Is. We don't talk about. No, you guys. Oh, this is bad. I'll stop singing. <laughs> no, you're good. Stop I've embarrassing seen yourself, Michael. Yeah, I know. Really. <laughs> Andy, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, cut that part out. No, just yeah. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> Yeah, you can keep it. Anybody that's seen Encanto will laugh. That movie is, uh, we've seen it in our house with the little kids like 20, 25 times. And there's, there's some catchy songs in there. That's enough. I'm, ex- I'm excited to check it out. I'm a, yeah. I love Disney. And yeah, it's a good movie. Cool, it's a good movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I usually like to ask what, uh, what other projects and artists are you into? What are some of your favorite projects and things that are out there? Uh, what do you collect? Ooh, as far as collectibles, I love uh, the Crypto Coven project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think they're very pretty um i minted three um and then kind of flipped some now i have two but i want a third um just because i i like them i think it's an all-woman team but they're not doxed uh well maybe they're pseudo anonymous i don't know but yeah i like how they did their draw they like spread it out over two weeks which like mm. would usually not be great Right, but they, right. But they sold out, um, and they're like floor steadily climbed. I like the art a lot. I, I mean, I was part of it, so I guess I'm biased, but I really liked the relief drop uh, that Andrew Wang and Sotvik put on. Yeah, that was really cool. I got to collect an artist that I like, um, Dila. I, I'm not sure what her last name is, um, but she creates these really colorful collage type uh, illustrations, and I got to mm-hmm. collect one of her pieces. Um, and then it went to a good cause. So it's like, yep. Awesome. So yeah. So many great cool. artists in that, in that drop. Yeah, um, there were, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I saw that you tweeted that you've held on to your world of woman since mint, which I doubt there's many people that have held on. I mean, I minted my, we were just talking about this. I minted my I world one world of woman and I sold it immediately for 0.1. Obviously, hmm. regret it. But anyway, you held on this whole time. I mean, what, like, why? Why have you? Held, I'm always so curious when people hold on to like super valuable assets since mint. Like, why have you been holding on to this whole time? And you know, what did you see in the very beginning that you just decided to have this conviction, you know, to hold on to it? Yeah. Well, it was the first. I think it came out the same day that Long Necky Ladies came out, and so it was the first. Um, all woman project with a woman artist. Um, I think mm-hmm. fame ladies was before that, but they, there was a little bit of, and some, I'm sure somebody's going to fact check me, but I, I believe that, you know, world of women was kind of one of those first notable, I'll say, mm-hmm. or that I noticed. I think, of, it, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Of like a woman focused project that I was like, Oh, like I vibe with this. Like I can, that can be my PFP. Um, like I didn't really vibe with the board apes, big mistake. Wish I had just vibed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, yeah, it was like late at night. I had been waiting for that to mint. And then I saw the announcement on their Twitter and I minted and I was like, cool. And it wasn't, it, 
it didn't like fly up to the floor it is now. It was like, mm-hmm. wasn't it like, it was like one point something in December, I think. Yep. Or, like, maybe, yeah, maybe two. And then January, just like on a rocket ship to the moon. It even, it took a little while to sell out. Didn't it even, if I'm recalling correctly? World of Women? Yeah. Did it take a little bit? I don't, okay. I think it I took a say little it was same bit. Day, but okay. maybe it was... Yeah, I don't know. I want to say it was same day, although I don't know 100%. I guess we mm-hmm. could. No, yeah, that project has been amazing. And they also have uh, Guy O'Siri, the marketing guy, who's like Madonna's marketing manager, also works with Yuga Labs and Board Apes. He works with them as well. And a lot of people are yeah. saying that's part of the reason why it's doing so well. But like, it's that's a great project. That's going to be one that's going to be around for a long time. And it's a whole, it's a whole thing, you know? And they yeah, have that. They have that. That Gary V X Factor because he's behind it. He helps. Right. You know, he talks about it. So Yo, that, yeah, that always helps. helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then with because I saw the two years like, oh, I meant it. Held on to July, and then you also ended up landing a rare uh, Wow Galaxy because they came out with the World of Women Galaxy. Oh, cool! And you got like a super rare one. Did it end up selling or not yet? It hasn't sold yet. So if you're okay, (laughs) (laughs) wait, wow, G number six, five, one, five, go check it out, folks. What do you, what do you have it priced at? Um, it's priced at 19.69 right now, um, which I think might be high for like just the week after it came out. But I feel like, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, hey, there's like, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you have some yeah. good, we thought like already like 5.33, you know, already people like offering, they're like, Ooh, this mm. is. Yeah. This yeah. Is put it high. You never know. You might get an offer for like 15 or 16 or something. Who knows? Yeah. Or yeah. Maybe yeah. Some outright, but yeah, you never yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Somebody very well might go ahead and buy it folks. That's the cool yeah. thing about like listing things. Even if you just do it for some, like, even if you're like, 420 ETH and you're like, well, it won't sell at this, but it has exposure and now people can see it, you know, because it's like, you you know, unless you're looking through everything in the collection or specific trades, usually people, I think, well, I think anyway, people are sorting by like buy now and then you can just see all the listed stuff. So it's like, it kind of helps yours be visible. So at least people can like see it. Um, And then, you know, maybe they'll put offers on it or, you know, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, but yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah, it's really (laughs) cool. How how rare is it? Do you know how rare it is? What's the, um, so I think it's somewhere between 150 and 200. Cool. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Especially because there's 20,000, not just 10,000. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and then also I had bookmarked this tweet where you had replied, and you said that you got your first job when you were 15 years old and you were working at a local bookstore. Oh, which yeah. Which I think is so crazy. That's like crazy young, like 15. Oh, yeah. It wasn't legal, I don't think. I was definitely <laughs> paid under the table. Um, <laughs> they just like, give you cash like, yeah. every time you work. <laughs> yeah, I think I made like $5 an hour under oh, the God. table, like, you know, alphabetizing books and vacuuming and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I worked, I worked there for quite a while, um, like until college. And then I, I volunteered for a film festival all throughout college. Mm. Oh, wow. So that's, that's how you got really good at singing. Like you're, you're like doing musicals and stuff. Um, yeah, I did do musicals in, in high school and after college, like I did like community theater and, 
and I would still be doing it now, but for the pandemic, I auditioned for a sketch comedy group and um, we haven't performed in the last two years because no. of the pandemic, but I got in right before uh, March of 2020. So I was like, oh man, that would have been so fun. <laughs> we, we need videos of that. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Please mint these videos on. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Seriously, you could do everything without like, it's like you could mint like. You can mint sketch just, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like your singing skits. Like, do you ever think about minting your singing? Like, you know, when you had posted that, like the Little Mermaid, like, but you made like a whole NFT rendition, you could have minted that and like auctioned it off. But wouldn't I have been sued by Disney? That's my worry. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I have no idea, honestly. Like, mm. I have no idea how that works, but. Yeah, I don't know either. They hold on pretty tight to their IP, I feel. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can perform it live, but I think there is a difference when you try and sell it. There might be. Somebody would have to. And there's parody. There's parody laws also, though. Yeah, that's I think, true. Because, like, Weird Al does all those songs, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, 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 Weird Al, yeah. Oh, my God, I used to be obsessed yeah. with Weird, Weird Al when I was like, Just call yourself like, Weird Sarah and start putting out. <laughs> start putting out songs like that i like it (laughs) i don't know that i could deal with them being minted though i mean that's like forever yeah it's it's forever it's forever yeah oh my somebody minted my um tweet that i had tweeted about a year ago saying like that was hilarious just tweet about the board apes and people still remember this too and they'll bring it up and i was like Quick to rise, quick to fall. Like, and I didn't even touch it. All I said was that, which is not even that bad. But anyway, but, you, like, but there was like a picture of an ape with its hands over his face. Or whatever. You put <laughs> yeah, that. and I was clearly talking about the apes, you know, because <laughs> they had risen so quick, and it was like all of a sudden it was like you know point two or something crazy, or so I thought, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going down. Like, and then uh, anyway, somebody like somebody like screenshotted that tweet like just yesterday, and they minted it. And they sent it to my wallet and they uh, labeled that's... it epic bag fumbles. Wow. And I was like, bro, like, why do you have to like remind me? Like, yeah, it's okay. I fumbled the bag. I, I could have not been a hater. And I, but yeah, I definitely thought, you know, Sarah, you're like, I wish I would have vibed with them. Like when they first came out, I was like, oh, these ugly things. Like, I don't like these apes at all. None of them look good to me, you know? But it's just like, obviously, it's not always about the art. I think with collections, it's not always about the art. But then it's like, obviously, for like, you know, if you really want things to be about the art, you go to the one of one, you know, art pieces and everything. And I think the people that are more into art, I don't think they're as much into collections. I think they're more into like buying from, you know, one of one artists and, uh, you know, like yourself and, and just things that are more special. Because it's just like, yeah, collections are just, I don't know, crazy combinations of stuff. Yeah. And it's harder and harder to like know what's good these days because it's just Mm -hmm. like so much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been approached by anybody to do like a large collection? Summer. um, Actually, I spoke about this on on Stephanie's show. Um, Mm. She, I did all of the art for a 10K collection. All the assets and everything. um, And it never came out. Um, which I'm okay with. Um, Cause I think yeah. like it was a good learning experience. I did get paid um, uh-huh. for the work that's that good. I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the devs were just really busy on other projects and they had this. Yeah. That this happens. Project and, yeah. 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 So. 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of projects people start and they never end up coming out for sure. Yeah, it's good experience. It's good experience, you know? Yeah. I spent all of August, I think, at my desk. Oh, wow. <laughs> working on that project. Damn. Um, yeah, but good good experience for sure. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of um, <laughs> back like sometime last year, I remember this uh, guy that I had gone on like one date with or something like reached out like years later, by the way, this was like years ago. I went on a date with him and he reached out and he was like, Hey, I'm he, like texting me. He's like, Hey, I'm coming out with my own project. I was like, bro, what? Like, I don't even, <laughs> like, I don't even have your number saved. Like what? Yeah. Who does? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, but he was like, Oh, it's going to be launching in January. I'll send it to you when it comes out, like, if you want to see it, I was like, okay, sure. Like, you know, let me see the project. Never texted me again. So I, I you know, I, right, guess that fell through. Right. I guess that did it. Then he was like, I was like, so do you collect a bunch of NFTs? He's like, nope, I have no NFTs. I was like, you don't even have NFTs and you're trying to launch your own project. Like, tell me how this makes sense. Red flag alert. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah so. If he ever comes out with it, you should send him a burn address. He's like, send it here. <laughs> yeah. Can you send me? Oh, yeah. Here, here. Just send all your stuff to this. Yep. If you just heard about NFTs in 2022, you're not ready to drop a project yet. Let's just say that. I've seen a lot of people because it's so tempting. You see everybody doing it and they're selling out. But you need to realize a project is forever. A project is going to last a long, long time. And there's people who are going to want to know what you're doing constantly. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people. Yeah. And I think taking time to build yourself up, you know, get people to know you, you know, like Sarah was saying, get involved in the community, just learn, you know, really just immerse yeah. yourself uh, before you try to start doing things. People reach out all the time. They're like, Oh, starting a project. And then I'll click on them and I'll look at their Twitter. It's like, they have like five followers and it's like, you know, you have five followers. Like you need to kind of get your Twitter up. You know, you need to get people to know you. Like you can't just launch, you can, but it's like, you know, what are you going to do? Just cold reach out to a bunch of people that don't even know who you are. Like, you know, try to become a little known, um, you know, get some people to know you. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah. And you can't also, um, another mistake I've seen is, uh, we're trying to hire paid influencers for our project. That's not going to work like in this Mm -hmm. space. I mean, it might work. Not anymore. It used to work. It's not good. No, it's yeah. It's not, (laughs) not how we do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, The people that do do the paid, uh, advertisements, it's like people kind of know, Oh, that's like a paid advertisement. I don't think people really take paid advertisements too seriously, like when an influencer does it, unless they make it seem super organic and incognito, uh, not to throw anyone under the bus, but I do remember when um, Cole, Cole Ethereum, which I like Cole Ethereum, but anyway, he had done like a, a thing with fame ladies. And he was like, he was like, oh, I'm making this project amazing. Like, and he got me, he actually got me into fame ladies. I didn't even, I wasn't even, it wasn't even on my radar. But he made, it was actually, they were paying him to tweet about it, but he made it seem so organic, which is like, obviously like illegal. Like you're not supposed to do that. Like you're supposed to, if you're being paid, like you have to disclose, you have to put, you know, hashtag ad, like you need people to know that it's an ad. Um, But it was like, he made it seem so organic that it was like, it just seemed like he was just, you know, talking about a project that he liked, you know, and maybe there's a lot of, 
Yeah. And I'm like, I'm curious to know if there's any, I'm sure there are people that do that now where it's like, they're just tweeting about a project they like, and you think it's genuine, but you know, they're getting paid under the table or, you know, I don't know. It's like, cause I, cause I think people, when they see that hashtag ad, it's like, they just, oh, you know, they're automatically in their brain, like, oh, it's an ad, like kind of turn it off. You're like, nah, you tune it out, you know, keep scrolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can be treacherous waters out there. <laughs> it really is. It really is. You got to look for the yeah. Like uh, we've said a lot over the last couple months. You know, look who's on the team. Bet the jockey. You know, if if they're a real, if they're an influencer in the space, those are the projects that tend to do well rather than you know unknown people. Absolutely, you're you're really risky. Um, not that some of them can't take off, you know, fluff world, the people were unknown and they're doing really well. But like, for the most part, a lot of these projects, MFers by Sartoshi, Rug Radio, you know, is going to do well, like that kind of thing. Uh, people that are in the space, they've been putting out really good projects. Congratulations. We should say Jennifer, uh, um, Crypto Storm and um, is it Sarah Stargirl both sold their projects out. Oh, yeah. In one yeah, day. We had, yeah. Yeah. They we both did really well. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are the kind of people that are, it's good. To, it's good to bet with for sure. Well, yeah. Building up and it's like, you know, building up a reputation. That's what we're talking about. Like, you know, building up a reputation um, before you launch a project and then, yeah. Getting people to kind of trust you in the space. Um, actually this person, they reached out to me and they were like, Oh, I'm, I'm making this uh, product. It was actually a really cool idea. It was like, um, so basically you connect your wallet, which was this like kind of like suspicious part, but anyway, you connect your wallet and you can draw anyone who connects their wallet can draw on every single day. There's a new like NFT that they're going to mint at the end of the day, they mint the piece and everybody who connects their wallet can just draw on it. And then at the end of the day, they mint the piece and it goes to a random person who drew on it, which I thought was such a cool concept. And I was like, wow, this is actually really dope. But the problem was, um, it was like, they, you know, they only had like 20 followers. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm suspicious to connect. I don't want to connect my wallet because I'm like, what if I get scammed? You know, this could be a scam. But I thought the idea was really dope. And then I just kind of felt bad because I was like, dang, like, you know, it's like they're probably just like a genuine you know, person doing this and it's, you know, probably legit. Maybe it's not, but you know, it's like, I'm all you have to be skeptical. About it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't know them, you know, nobody that, that, um, I know follows them. And it's like, yeah, it's, it, it is a little rough, like getting started initially when nobody kind of like knows and trusts you, but yeah, if you can build yourself up a little bit before you start doing stuff, that's, that's the ideal, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, it's been like an hour and I want to be respectful of, of your time, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Michael, do you have any last minute questions for Sarah before we wrap this? No, up? I, I think I'm pretty good because I uh, the, normally my last minute question is what projects are you into and what other artists <laughs> do you like and stuff. So that's uh, that's usually my last minute one for our guests. So I'm, I'm good. It was a real pleasure having you, Sarah. Um, so uh, nice to it's, be it's, here. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yes. And um, let me see. What what should we plug here? Let me see. Foundation.app slash Sarah script. If you want to check out uh, some of her pieces that she drops in there. Also, uh, Story Emporium on OpenSea. You have several collections. I'm like, what do I plug exactly? Mm. 
Um, the calligraphy. What is the calligraphy one? It's called calligraphy love. Okay, yes, calligraphy love. We'll have Andy post all of these in the show notes. You guys should definitely check it out. Like, at least check out the calligraphy one because she does such an amazing job with those, and those are super dope. And there's only like two on sale, and one's like 40 ETH or something like crazy. Wow. People are like, nope, I'm holding on to mine. Um, Thank you so much, and definitely check out the relief collection too because. Um, pretty much all of secondary sales are going to charity except for the Ukrainian artists that were Ukrainian and Russian artists that were involved in the drop um, so yeah and those are like pretty affordable uh, for most DGENs so and you were yeah. a part of that you you contributed to that yes I did a, a illustration of a dove um, looking out a window what's the easiest way for people to find that collection relief uh it's r-e-l-i and then the e is the number three A three right okay right on open sea on open sea yeah cool. all right well thank you so much sarah for coming on the show seriously it's been a pleasure we've talked about you yeah. like several times and we're like we really gotta get sarah on we keep talking about uh-huh. her um so i'm like you know i gotta reach out to sarah we gotta schedule something here um, but anyway, thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. And, and shout out to everybody listening to this. Hopefully you all enjoyed this episode. And we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.